0: Hello and welcome back to another witnessing episode. In today's recording, I am once again needing to process and I invite you to be a fly on the wall. I invite you to witness how I process, how I... Learn how I speak to myself when I'm tempted to be less than compassionate towards myself. It is a Saturday night, Saturday evening. I am approaching my 29th birthday. Which I don't know about you all, but birthdays always cause like some kind of, you know, brief, both excited and also like high level existentialism. So that's where I'm at. Been feeling a little existential, been feeling like um, very demanding towards myself. Like, all the subconscious shit that I thought I would have a handle on at 29, where I thought I'd be, how I thought I'd be, and with that also, where I thought I would be headed. I feel like in previous years, approaching my solar return, I... I thought a lot more of these kinds of really demanding thoughts of myself, but like with a rear view mirror, like, I thought you would have accomplished x, y, or Z by now, and this year it's I almost didn't even realize that my inner dialogue had become so demanding and um harsh towards myself. Because it, it's it been sneaky, the, the inner narrative has been a lot more about not what I thought I would have gotten done by this point, or where I thought I would be at this point, but the kinds of dreams I thought I would be chasing. The kinds of values and goals and like, I mean everything, values, goals, aesthetic, lifestyle, etc., that I thought I would be stepping into a little bit more future focused. And, and again, this has been tricky for me because I'm a person like I love a good vision board. I love to daydream. I think that there's a lot of power in visualizing. I hesitate to use the word manifestation because it, it just gets so toxic um, in these kind of more, um, spiritually aware spaces, I think it can get really, really awful. So I I prefer to not even really tiptoe into the world of manifestations. Um, but I do think that even if just for our own imaginative satisfaction, Right, if if just for to feed our own creative spirit. Imagining, daydreaming, um Trisha Hersey of The Nap Bishop and Rest is Resistance, the book, um, calls it the dreamscape, like this landscape that we are constantly like building and imagining, but we, we only get there through like the dreaminess, the slowing down. I'm, I love the term dreamscape. I'm so glad that someone found language for this because I do think it's so powerful and so important. Like things will never be better for ourselves or for all of us collectively if we cannot imagine a different way of doing things. And if you really want, to hear my whole soapbox on that, I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago, maybe two or three episodes ago, um, where I talk about creativity and I take kind of an indulgent moment to to speak to that. Um, But this evening, as I snuggle up into bed to center you with me in this moment, I have a blank piece of paper in front of me. And I have my book of crossword puzzles and I have my little recording device and I have my two dogs beside me and I am tired. I am not feeling well. It's funny how I come back to this practice. I'm realizing funny is not the right word. It's insightful. It's interesting that I come back to this practice of really just wanting to witness myself when I'm not feeling great, like physically, as well as mentally or emotionally or spiritually. And quite frankly, I think that when we are not feeling taken care of in our mental health and our spiritual health and our emotional health, etc., that like eventually in some way that begins to show up in our in our physical health so my physical health is feeling a little bit off I'm pretty sure because I ate something that I'm allergic to um I love to forage and we tried several new foraged foods this evening and I'm pretty sure that I'm just having a a very mild reaction to one of them this is not like scary look alike. This is not like I need to go to the ER. This is like, I legitimately just introduced an entirely new food that my body's never interacted with before. And she's very sus. Um, I do have other like food allergies and sensitivities. So things like this have happened before, even with non-foraged foods, like sometimes just being introduced to a new kind of cuisine, a new kind of spice. Um, yeah, just foods that I did not grow up eating and my body is very protective <laughs> in that regard. And there is there is a part of her that's like, mm, this is not scrambled egg and hash brown. So I think we should probably have a reaction about it. <laughs> um, So just not really my best self. I did take some allergy medication, crawled into bed a little bit early this evening. And... And I want to hold compassionate space for myself. And if you are not in the habit of getting curious about yourself, especially a curiosity that's tied to compassion, like acknowledging that there may not be any epiphanies, that you may not emerge from a loving practice with all of the answers yourself fully solved, Um, then I hope that this invitation, that that me choosing to be vulnerable in this way and to occasionally release these kinds of episodes um, just offers perhaps a different way of doing things, offers a bit of that creativity, a way to imagine being with ourselves in maybe a way that's a little more kind, in a way that's a little more gentle and flexible that gives space to our own evolution and cycles. That's where I'm going to begin, speaking to myself. Again, I have a blank piece of paper. I am kind of journaling through this today. I'm also prioritizing my body's comfort. And for a couple moments, I'm just going to breathe. And speak aloud to myself what I Either would speak aloud, because I do talk aloud to myself a lot, um, or what I would speak, you know, internally as I journal. I'll be speaking that aloud just to offer a small peek into a person who truly, 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 deeply loves herself and what that genuinely sounds like. Feeling so hot today, huh? That's okay. I appreciate that you work so hard to keep me so safe. And I don't ever have to eat that food again. Ever. You, you may never have to come into contact with that again. And tomorrow, for breakfast, we can eat what you know and love. Some scrambled eggs. Ooh, maybe an omelet. And some roast potatoes or some hash browns. Probably a little bit of ketchup on the side. I promise we'll circle back to something that feels really safe and really familiar and really beloved. You've been feeling a little angsty, a little discontent. I... I feel this in the tightening of the muscles around your diaphragm or like a deep breath feels really challenging, like almost too much to ask. It feels like there's this like closing in on your sternum that's really uncomfortable. Normally the chest, the breath, the heart space is really open and it has just felt really closed, really hmm, like needing to protect itself. I'm really curious what's there. I'm really Um, I'm really curious without needing solid answers. I know that's something that's really uncomfortable for you. Um, I know that you tend to hold questions and possibility really tightly because sometimes they feel really big and they have really big emotions attached um, to them. But this this tightness around your heart and around your breath has just been so uncomfortable. So, can we explore that? And I know there's, there's probably really big emotions there underneath, which is part of why you kind of just don't want to explore it but also if I may lovingly point out that this is not sustainable That the being really tight and closed off and angsty and frustrated at seemingly nothing is probably frustrated at really really legitimate things and um that even though the really big emotions feel just really big and uncomfortable in the moment i i think your every frustration is valid so let's begin there let's let's dig in a little bit because i will listen to every big question and every angst and i may not have answers i may not have answers that we like um but but we can do this Mm. you ooh, you don't like this season of life <laughs> oh my gosh no wonder that feels angsty you don't like being new at I think I knew that about us, Um, but I had not realized how much was there. There's this frustration because you are new in a lot of different ways right now. Very, very new to a lot of the concepts that you're learning in school Yeah, that, that does, that does. I even just thinking about some of those school topics where you just feel so newbie, so like novice, that feels really, really edgy in my chest right now. And New, oh, oh, there's a lot more emotion there than I realized new to um, a business venture. Ooh, yeah, that brings that edgy, angsty feeling down the sternum all the way into my belly. Mm. That's a, It is. That's a lot of new stuff to process, a lot of new information, a lot of not being the most prepared person in the room. And that feels really unsafe, doesn't it? Mm. Okay, well, what if, just what if, If we set that aside for a moment the the need to be the most prepared person in the room what are we what are we scared of having fall apart okay so I know that you're scared of quote-unquote everything falling apart and I know that that's that's felt like a really legitimate answer, but again, I, I think that your every frustration is valid, and I will hold space for all of the angsty, discontented, uncomfortable bits tonight, and if I can't get them through all of them tonight, then I will also journal about them in the morning, and we will keep breathing here. We can keep holding space for that, so what's, what's a little more specific than everything? What falls apart if you are the new person in the room and not the most prepared person in the room? Okay mm. oh, okay, so this this control, this like needing to be the most prepared, the most um like agile person in a space. actually feels very tied to personality, like I'm recognizing that underneath that there is a lot of shame for being a person with a lot of ideas, especially ideas that aren't very grounded. Like there's a lot of shame around so many half-finished projects and not knowing how to take an idea that you really like and and kind of tie it to the ground, tie it into reality. There are some really specific childhood memories there. Ideas being downplayed because they're quote-unquote not realistic or... because there's a bit of, um, you know, head in the clouds, that, that part of yourself really being, being told to come back down to earth before she was ready. <sighs> hmm. Shame is a really big emotion. There's some tears. There's some clenching of the jaw. There's that wanting to like tighten back up and not relive those memories, not feel that kind of shame again. And so that's coming out, isn't it, in this really angsty way. Um, every, just everything feels a little edgy and a little anxious because there's so many new ideas and you're being exposed to so many new ideas and concepts so regularly right now, um, in school, in your business, in even just, um, your own healing. We've even felt this way recently around like new boundaries that we practiced, Oh, and all of that feels so scary individually, much less collectively. So of course, of course, collectively this week, you've just wanted to tighten up so much. I'm really proud of you for breathing for finding that in this moment for jotting down a couple notes about it so that when we're ready to come back to some big feelings and really cry and sigh and feel those things we we kind of remember where we were at maybe some of the insights that that this little moment before bed offered us um but before we go to bed because I don't I don't want to just lay back and cry about it. I don't think there's any shame in that, no judgment in that, but... um, I don't think that's what's as helpful here tonight, so... So, Abby, and here I close my journaling notes and place my hand on my chest, on my heart so Abby, let's actually celebrate a moment (laughs) Um, because you have grounded down so many ideas you do bring so much into reality like every day you literally brought a meal into reality today after like walking in the woods that's some badass stuff (laughs) and even though your body is is less appreciative in this moment than than you hoped that's still like some freaking magic to see the possibility in a plant that so many people just walk by in a mushroom that so many people just walk by and then to create meals out of it that's so powerful and it's okay that you're feeling a bit out of your league with your business I just want to remind you that you like yesterday I think it was earlier today you signed up for some of the local business mentorship that's available in your area at your local university. That's like a huge step to say that you want to keep some of these really big ideas and you want them to be guided gently by somebody who's not you. Somebody, like somebody else's brain power, is going to get to do some of that heavy lifting that's going to ground this. And it's okay that right now it's not grounded. There's no shame. You have some great ideas. And also, also, Even though you're like, oh, my business isn't grounded, it's just this pie-in-the-sky idea. Also, you've already done projects. You've literally already gotten paid for this. And you have a tagline and like a tiny little Instagram page. And people are finding it. So please keep those big ideas. Please keep an open heart. No need to clench. An open mind. No need to tighten your jaw. Like, you can keep some really really big visions here i'm not going to shame you for that and it's okay if we have to unlearn and relearn a bit around that and i i thank you for relaxing in your head and heart enough for me to to really see that to really see you little abby that was still feeling so scared Just so scared to bring something so new and that you're so passionate about into the world. have big ideas and I love that. I love that about you. And I love, I love that you've been carrying all this shame and that you've actually been so scared beneath the surface. And you still are going for it, and you're asking for help. I'm so proud of you. I don't know if you remember, love. <laughs> But you remember five, like five, four years ago? You couldn't ask for help on these things. And sometimes you got so scared that you didn't do the things. And that's okay. That's okay, because look, we survived. Now we're in a space where we can do even bigger things, where we can hold space for even bigger ideas. And I know that you just have so many, so many ideas. And you know what? I think a bit of that discontent is really good. I do. I do. I'm not going to shame your discontent either because... It's because you're looking around and you're like, wow, this sucks. This isn't what I signed up for. I need things to be different. I need to imagine a different way of being and existing and showing up. Like that discontent is part of what is propelling some of these really cool opportunities. Some of these really cool projects. And again, you you have like a wait list because you can't figure out how to do all of it right now. But that's so beautiful. That's so incredible. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm really proud of you. And... I am gonna make sure that I honor I honor the bits of you that are still really scared. The bits of you that are still um still holding some of that shame about being a person with really, really big dreams and ideas, okay? we're not going to shame that anymore, at least not consciously. And when I catch some of that tightening in the heart, some of that edginess that starts to wrap around your sternum and your jaw and your shoulders, I'm going to make sure that we can come back to a place where we can daydream, where we can continue to let big ideas exist and it maybe even a little more filled in like there there are big visions and we could still color in them a bit and I want to make sure that you have space to do that okay you're so brave and like you are grounded this is reality you are doing it and and you don't have to feel shame when it's less grounded okay like not all not all dreams will be tangible and that doesn't mean that they weren't worth dreaming about okay yeah all right that's the bit of love I want to leave you with I might keep rubbing your heart and sternum here. I might keep encouraging those muscles to kind of soften, but I know you're sleepy. I know it's tired. It's tired. Your body's tired. She's tired. They're tired. And they can go to sleep now. (laughs) Maybe click on the sound machine. Get a drink of water. Wipe your eyes a bit. Thank you for being being curious. Thank you. Body for trying so hard to protect me from dinner and just from this week. There's been a lot of tightness and now like a full-on food sensitivity and you know what? That's okay. If there's just there's just been a lot out there and I didn't realize how much you were carrying there. I didn't realize how hard you were trying to protect me from being the novice in the room. So So thank you so much for keeping me safe enough that we could land in this soft place here on the bed in this moment, breathing. That's all I'm going to ask. You can be done now. If you need to tighten back up so that we can fall asleep, that's okay. Don't have to be brave constantly. I'm really, really grateful and I'm really proud of you, Abby. I love you. This podcast is made entirely possible by Patreon sacred supporters. If you also consider this work sacred and would like to support the efforts of not only this podcast, but all the other artistic projects that I, Abigail Jewel, have going on, please go to patreon.com slash A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L, Abigail Jewel, and you can also find the Patreon page by searching for A Stillness. Thanks.